Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Country roads take me home to the place where I belong. Playing card games, something, something, take me home. Country roads. Wow. That was perfect. Just flawless. Oh my gosh. Flawless. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Command Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Ashlyn Rose. I'm not Lee Kwai. And this is a totally normal episode of the Command Zone Podcast. Absolutely. This is what you've been listening to every week for like five years now. Completely normal. Nothing's changed. Mm -hmm. Not a thing. No. But for those of you just tuning in for the first time, I am, again, Ashlyn Rose, a voice actor, cosplayer, and you may have seen me on a couple episodes of Game Nights as well. How's it? I'm not Lee Kwai. I'm Olivia Gobert-Hicks. I am a member of the Commander Advisory Group, a Commander Enthusiast myself, and also a Game Knight. Hey. I'm uh, Tappy Toecloss. My human name is Sydney, and I'm a loud dinosaur from the internet, and uh, the doors aren't raptor-proof, so I got in, and they (laughs) gave me a microphone, so I'm here now. Um... (laughs) I also have opposable thumbs, so I play games sometimes. Yeah, Commander card games. games. Good like times. The ones we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about a topic that's near and dear to our hearts. You may see us traveling a lot uh, with cosplays, which means that you, you, we usually find ourselves in new playgroups all the time time all the time and being in a new playgroup can be really unnerving and scary because it's it's a whole new experience you don't know what to expect and you don't know those people exactly <laughs> or, even just, or even just trying to you know hunt one through the savannah <laughs> to find to play, play with, magic to play magic with, with. magic uh, that's what i was gonna say uh so we're gonna be talking about how to make it easier to sit across from new people for the first time mm-hmm. but before we do that we gotta give a shout out to our sponsors of the show the first one being Card Kingdom. Uh, be sure to use our affiliate link, cardkingdom.com slash command zone to buy all of your commander product, uh, sealed things, boosters, uh, 
a lot of different things actually it's it's just an all-around great place to buy like games in general singles <laughs> super fast yeah. shipping they also do a lot of charity work they're a fantastic yeah. group of people too and you can get really awesome hand-drawn tokens too if you oh, ask yes, them very nice right yeah. uh and then our second uh sponsor of the show is ultra pro uh who sells all sorts of amazing magic accessories. Uh, they have, you know, new deck boxes, sleeves, play mats with every release. Uh, the Theros stuff looks amazing. Those constellation art pieces are incredible. Has me seeing stars. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, check out Ultra Pro. You can find their stuff on cardkingdom.com slash command zone. Can we, can we throw? Can we throw? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. I'm oh, so yeah. sorry. We have to throw. We get to do the throw that we do every show. We have a lot of pages today. Yeah, we'll, we're going to throw we'll so do. much paper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, you could support the show directly through patreon.com slash command zone. Jimmy and Josh usually cut out one lucky patron every week for who the are, podcast. Who are Jimmy and Josh? Never they're, they're people that we are we subs, like. right? Yeah. Yes. That's yes. Right. They're the guys that come in and we do the usually show for call out new patrons every week. So this week is dedicated to. Alexander, Alexander McCoolishek. McCoolishek. Alexander, you, you rock. rock. Thank you for your support. <laughs> you can tell we practice this and do it all the time. Yes, all We're the time. Natural Every week. This. Yeah. Uh, so the main topic, playing outside your playgroup. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something that hasn't really been talked about on the show before. Yeah. Uh, we, they, I know we've addressed things like, play, like problems in the playgroup and all sorts of things like that, but... What if you don't have a playgroup? <laughs> what if this is the first time with this playgroup? Yes. Once if you just moved and, you know, you're, you found your LGS, this new LGS you want to play at. What are things that you want to consider, prepare for? How do you do it? How to playgroup? How to playgroup. So the first thing you should probably do when you sit down with a new group of people is introduce yourself. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, novel even. Um, like, tell them your name. Tell them where you're from. If that's something that's easy to just, hey, I'm new here. Totally reasonable thing to say to somebody and start a conversation of, I don't know anyone here, please help. Yeah. <laughs> another, another good thing is to maybe introduce yourself and also say how long you've been playing Magic too, yeah. which might also give people an idea of how familiar, you are, how familiar you are to the game. So if you've been playing Magic for 10 years, five years, did you just start? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with like starting nope. to build the rapport, right? Oh, you want, not if, at all. That's why not set the expectation of I'm trying to be nice. Let's be nice. And yeah, be fun. and it's very <laughs> typical. Like, don't be like dismayed or like uh, put off of it if people seem kind of lukewarm. Like everyone, like be introduced, being new or introducing yourself is always going to be awkward. Like, there's yes. no way around <laughs> it. Like, things are awkward, and it's okay to be awkward. And you just get through it and start slinging spells, and usually everyone warms up, and you can get like a read on people. Absolutely. And yeah. Nobody's good at it. Some people are just better at hiding that awkward than others. <laughs> no, like yeah. I, we meet people all the time, and yeah. it's still kind of scary and unnerving. You can be like, ah, just put myself out there. Hi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just put yourself out there. <laughs> but the good thing is, is you're obviously there for the same thing. Because yeah. everyone's there to play magic. So you already have something that you know you have in common with these people. To what degree, we're not sure that's what we're trying to figure out. But you definitely <laughs> want to be doing the same thing, which is having fun playing magic. Yes. So, um... Like, once you kind of have that idea, you do kind of have to have the power level discussion. <laughs> it's been talked into the ground, and there's plenty of other episodes where uh, this podcast specifically goes into it. Um, that would be episode 295 of the podcast, which is how to determine your deck's power level. There's a lot of other great 
podcast who have also done episodes. Yep. Um, Olivia obviously is on the the keg, and she's talked about it too. Oh yeah. Um, so we're not so, going to talk about power level. Yeah, here. it's not going to be the main <laughs> subject of conversation. Go watch those things. But you should probably have a short discussion with the people you're now yes. sitting with to try and establish again a baseline and see where everybody is, so you can yep. all have an enjoyable experience. And that can be like. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like the exact power level because I know people kind of roll their eyes at that sometimes because like it is very, very subjective and uh, interpreted differently by different people. So there are different ways that I've found at events when I'm at like mm-hmm. to introduce my deck and give people yep. an idea of what my deck is sure. without necessarily being like, this is an eight. Good luck figuring out what that means. Right, exactly. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like the quantity, the qualitative versus like the quantitative data. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, whereas power level is like a number and then the qualitative description is also equally important yeah yeah exactly i think one of the ones i found myself using the most now is kind of i, I don't know what you call it but it's like your your win con turn like oh mm-hmm. this deck is going to go off probably it's around turn five yeah. <laughs> okay like, it is it's kind of like i want to do this with this deck yeah yeah I think I agree with you having a, a range of where which turn basically yep. you could become unstoppable is a pretty good way of gauging the tempo of the game and, yeah. and how quick it's going to be going. And if you're not sure and like you still don't have an idea, you can dig a little deeper on what what the feel is for this. Like you don't have to be, a, be like, oh, OK, great, let's play. Um, you can ask <laughs> questions and start conversations and let them know like, I'm playing Kozilekt. I'm going to counter a lot of things and play a lot of big monsters with tentacles. Or, hey, this is a Prush deck, but I'm not running Food Chain. Yes. Yep. Or even just saying like, hey, um, I'm playing a Voltron deck. It's not, it's a very powerful Voltron deck, but obviously we've already kind of talked about there. There's only, you can only, you know, you're not going to combo off with your Voltron deck, probably. And then one thing also that I think is important, because I've noticed this at several events, is when you sit down and introduce your commander, like, I, I tend to avoid, like, being like, oh, this is a this is a Kozilek deck, or oh, this is a Prosh deck, because I feel like mm-hmm. that leads to a lot of people making assumptions on what yep. your deck is, and then people, like, target you, and, like, you have to have, like, then you have to have the offhanded thing of, like, oh, but this isn't that version. This is a, a fun blah, blah, blah version. Sure. And, and, you, and you certainly don't have to, like, reveal the entire strategy right. of your deck by asking those kind of questions or anything. You can just say, you know what, it's token matters. Yeah. And that yeah. doesn't have to tell anybody any cards that you're using, anything else. Just, here's an idea. Exactly. All right, shall we? Wow, we're so good at this. So another thing, obviously, is understanding that everybody's ideal experience is probably a little different. Yeah. Um, You want to be honest with yourself and obviously everybody else that you're playing with that um, or for what you want out of a game of Commander. And it's a good way to manage that expectation across the table. Like if you sit down with a bunch of people that say we want to play fast and we want to play powerful, and you have a fast and powerful deck, play your fast and powerful deck. Like establish that that's what you all want and you're all going to have fun doing it and party on. And it's not only necessarily about the type of deck that you're playing, but if you're all playing with fast and powerful decks, are you playing a fast and powerful game? I mean, I have extremely fast and powerful decks, like my dumb Joyra deck that's banned at most tables that I've ever <laughs> sat at. But uh, you know who misplays every other turn? me still uh so i don't sit down and play fast and powerful magic even though i have the fast and powerful deck because i'm still gonna dirtle around and forget how my sensei's dividing top trigger works right (laughs) and the people that want to play those kinds of decks are completely valid and that's a great way to play magic that's just not the way that i'm like even enjoy or really am (laughs) capable of 
And, you know, there are things to consider, obviously, too, before you even sit down at the table. Like, are you in a prized or ticketed event? Yes. Because it's not probably going to be the casual, we're here to make friends or, like, find a new play group. It's, let's get this done. I'm looking for, you know, the prizes in the middle. If you guys want to keep playing after whomever's done or whatever, go for it. But we have a goal here of, like, acquiring something out of it. So those might be a little bit more competitive and that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, and like even if you're at an F and M, like some tables, they they want to play more fast paced. Like yep. they've known each other, mm-hmm. they want to get through, they want to get through as many games as possible, um, and they don't want as much chatter, which is completely valid. And mm-hmm. some tables love to like they want to catch up. You know, yeah, every turn takes five your, minutes. Yep, they mm-hmm. want to talk about your pets during your draw step. So right. yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think you had a good point that you mentioned to me too. Like. Uh, realizing like how casual or not casual the setting is can be really important and you might not realize like that some people are looking for more of like that chatter yeah some people are looking for like the social experience is what they're looking for and then it's just the vessel of that social experience is the game Mm -hmm. whereas some people the the fact that it happens to be in a social setting is secondary to the game happening first and foremost So um, that's, you know, obviously, like Olivia said, if you're sitting down for a ticketed event where you're playing commander for, you know, some kind of prize, it's kind of self-selecting for that. Whereas if there's a bunch of people playing, you know, at like the convention center cafe on a table while they eat their fries and drink some coffee, that that's not to say that these things are always like this, but it it is a little bit self-selecting. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different mindset when you're playing outside in the cafe versus (laughs) I just paid money to be in this event and get a prize. Exactly. Um, And another thing to consider, too, is if you're bringing new decks, if you have a new commander, anything like that. If this is brand new, if you're like playtesting this deck, it's probably wise to mention that, that this is something you need to consider. Hey, everybody, like I just built this. This is like the second or third time playing it. I might be a little bit slow on these interactions. If that doesn't really fly at the table or everybody's really comfortable or they're looking for a different style, maybe grab a different deck, playtest it a different one. Like, it's all good. Yeah. And this goes double two for if you are traveling with somebody, because sometimes when you're going to, especially when you're going to Magic Fest or any kind of thing like that, if you have a friend who's newer to the game and they're a little bit less unsure of themselves, take it upon yourself to say like, hey, I'm with my friend Frank and Frank is a newer player. Is it okay if we sit down? Oh, yeah. And and don't necessarily put that onus on them to apologize for their newness no, because no one sure. should apologize no. for their newness. But at the same time, no, it's nobody's job to sit down with a new newer player and teach them how to play. Right, like, that's not yeah. something that they want to be doing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's just not going to be a fun experience. And you want to you want to go into a table that is welcoming, like that that can support that essentially. Yeah, exactly, that has kind of the the mental bandwidth yeah. to deal yeah, with. That. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so once you're kind of on that train, and you're going to make sure that. Everyone kind of has the same conception of what they want to do. Everyone's kind of playing around the same power level. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a huge, long discussion either. It can be a really quick, hey, uh, what kind of power level are we talking about? Are we playing powerful decks? Are we playing combo decks? Is it okay if we have some takebacksies? Is it okay if my new friend sits down? How are we going to do this? The important part is, honestly, to just like not try to not be shy and be direct, too. Yeah. So kind of don't beat around the bush. Just say like, hey, my friend Frank is new or hey, this is a really powerful deck. Do you mind if I play with you guys? Yeah. And we want to like to clarify again, time and over. There is no right or wrong way to be playing commander. No, yeah. It's like <laughs> if you want to go absolutely bonkers, let's see what I can do. 
do it. That's awesome. And you should be able to play the game that way and enjoy it. Just make sure that you get to find other people that are on the same yeah, level yeah. that also find a challenge in trying to stop you exactly. or that aren't going to have the feel bads when they're coming in with decks that are meant to be taking a lot more turns. And then everybody has a feel bad. Like, yeah, you, you want to make sure everyone is expecting the same experience yeah. so that everyone has a good time. Right. But there, again, is no right or wrong way. Like yep. combo players should play commander. Stacks players should play commander. And dirtly players, players probably yeah. not. Dirtly players not. should play commander. I mean, there's there's going to be a subset for everybody, and there's going to be people that find challenges in playing against those very well tuned decks, and those very aggressive decks, and those very dirtly decks. Like, just find your group, yeah, and yeah. make sure everybody's there with you. Like, I've never met a CEDH player who's happy sitting down at a competitive, uh, a casual. Table. Oh yeah, <laughs> like they're probably gonna win, but that is not no the kind yeah. of experience they want. <laughs> They don't want to make people feel bad. They want to have that competitive thing and to do that competitive experience that they want. They need other competitive players. Yeah. yeah. And I think the other like last thing on this topic probably is that you also want to establish like if it is a casual setting like rule zero like mm-hmm. yep. oh, can we play with silver border? Can we play? With, or, or, I've had plenty of people go our proxies okay. I don't yeah, Perfect. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do your thing. I just want to play a game, game of Commander and have fun. Hey, guys, I'm running an Emrakul Aeon's Torn. Do you, do, do you mind? Not at all. <laughs> Please. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Maybe I'll make a Braids deck. What? <laughs> it's okay. It is okay to, you know, get creative with your deck building, to have fun. You can always, like have two options you can have your silver bordered your band cards that are sitting on the side and be like hey if this table's cool i've got five i'm gonna shuffle in and we're gonna go crazy and see where this goes and if you guys aren't cool with that that's fine i have five legal options i'll keep them in there no big deal exactly you can just talk to people and find (laughs) out the craziest things it's like they might say yes yeah sure play your earl of squirrel deck let's see what happens yeah it's really easy to have a silver border commander or a planeswalker commander and if that's not something that's cool at the at the table, just swap it out with another one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know Kessler. Like, yep. when, we, when we were at Command Fest. Um, Alex he, Kessler, Matt yeah, Modern. Ke- yeah. Yes. He, he was playing Nahiri. I was like, sure, let's see, what, yeah. let's see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, but I think he has, like, another Boros commander that he just pops yeah. into it if, mm-hmm. if people aren't cool with Planeswalkers. So. And it's one of, it's a really fun way to play. And, you know, again, rule zero, the best part about that is, is that the rules committee is not going to come to your table and say, mm-mm-mm, we said this was banned. <laughs> you can never use it ever. Just... If everyone else at the table is fine with it, play with it. Yeah. Do it. Have Do fun. It. Have fun. Check out new stuff. See, maybe you'll find out why those cards got banned. Or yeah, maybe people have a really strong opinion seeing, that they shouldn't be. <laughs> I love seeing people play like with weird cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like with weird silver bordered stuff mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. So. Okay, great. Well, now that we've talked about kind of the basics of getting started and sitting down, (laughs) uh, we're going to finally start to talk about what to do while you're actually playing. Uh, But before we get into it, we are going to hear a word from our sponsors. Yay. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. All right, we're back talking about Commander and playing outside your playgroup. Uh, now that we've established what everyone's playing and the experiences that they're expecting, uh, let's talk about some maybe tips and things to consider, like Courteous Commander. hey <laughs> <laughs> Um, Which, I mean, I, I've, I've had pretty great experiences with that, but there are some things you want to keep in mind that you may not have thought of when you're well, playing Well, everyone's Commander. had like that bad experience yeah obviously we're not gonna talk about those but everyone's had one yeah we're gonna talk about maybe how to avoid and some people have been that like i have been that without realizing it oh definitely yeah Yeah, absolutely 100 percent um so just just because we have different experiences let's maybe not backseat command somebody else's deck yes (laughs) primarily (laughs) um be really mindful of explaining someone's card if you feel like you're more familiar with it or you see a different interaction than you're used to or maybe a non-optimal one just because it's not the optimal play doesn't mean it's still not an okay play yeah you don't know Um, what's in their hand exactly you don't know like what maybe that's just the way they like to play it like it's commander and if you're playing especially if you're not playing in a ticks event you're playing for fun why does it matter well especially (laughs) too a lot of people when they're in a new setting it's really scary to be the person to like make a first move like to make the first attack Mm -hmm. or to remove somebody's key piece of something like say I've never met Ashlyn before and I can see that she's going off but I want her to like me am I going to like counter her key piece because I know for some people I mean I would because I'm a horrible person (laughs) and I don't care but I know that some people might not want to kind of stand out like that, especially like making that first attack, I think might be like really scary. And you also don't want to make yourself the target if you're in, you know, you don't know, is this a group of three friends who are going to immediately come after? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. To to be fair, in my experience, usually if you're playing with a group of three friends, they usually have someone in that group who they want to kill. It's true. (laughs) Find that out. They might. Yeah, they might recruit you into that. And then you have have two other friends now. If you're you're playing against a husband and wife, chances are they're probably trying to kill each other. Oh, yeah. It's nine times out of ten in my experience. Yeah, that's for sure. And like, you know, just don't not necessarily tell people what to do if you see that a that play is being missed or maybe just remind them, hey, just FYI, you know, Mentor of the Meek is still out or yeah. like give them a heads up, but let them make the determination themselves and take it from there. Yeah. And if they if the play they're making isn't the same one you would, that's OK. Yeah, exactly. Like, I get it. Like, I, I, I've done that before without realizing it because I was like, oh, I want to be helpful. You know, I just mm-hmm. I want it to be right. And it's like, it, like, if, if it's not a judge call that's going to affect the game, like, let them be the one to be like, 
I oh I messed up or something yeah. like that. Like it's really up to them. It's their deck, um, and you just you don't want to make someone feel like even pointing something out like that out can be very embarrassing too. Like right. I, I like I am so hard on myself for misplays a lot, and like when someone's like oh you could have done, I was like oh crap no I'm not taking <laughs> no it back now. No, I, I did that on purpose. <laughs> I wanted to make. I, the it more interesting. I wanted to see how good you guys were. If you'd catch my mistake, <laughs> that's not the case. I had no idea that interaction was there. I'm sorry. Oh my exactly. goodness. <laughs> and another one that I I just like I don't know. It's always been normal for me, and like I don't mind. But there is a thing like people like to like foil out their commander decks. They have really nice cards in them. Like always ask before you touch oh someone's cards. Yes, yeah. always ask. Just, oh my god, can I see polite. this? Or? I like to use the word, can I see it with my hands? Oh, okay. I never um, thought of that. I, 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 I caught myself just as a turn of phrase that I use a lot because I do I am, I am I do kind of want to see it close by. But also never expect that you can touch anybody's anything, um, much less like, you know, potentially something that's really expensive. Yeah. Uh, it's not yours. Yeah, And also it's not yours. So, uh, but at the same time, it's a great way to see some really cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. I have a absolutely beautiful, I have a Niv-Mizzet Perrin, uh, my spell slinging deck. And the commander is a special proxy that the proxy guy made me. It's one of a kind. It will never be done again um, because it's, it's oh, so wow. special. And people look at it and they're like, what? promo is that one mm-hmm. thing and and it has never existed and yeah. it's it's not an expensive card but it's the only one that will ever exist so i don't don't want to just hand it over but when people ask really nicely it's, yeah. i'm happy to show it off because it's really cool yeah any proxies really for the most part i like just the show proxies i have i always have like the actual card behind it yeah. so if it does come up or someone you know doesn't want to play with proxies fine i'll flip it over we're good um yeah it's always nice to like go to these events and be able to show off some of this cool stuff right. that you have and it's also okay to be mindful of like, I don't want just anybody touching things. Like you can hand it to them. You can, right. you know, just just be mindful that if you wouldn't want it done to your card, they may have the same hesitations about handing theirs over. And I think, you know? and it's, it's, and I also think that like, it's also just courteous, like to say it, like it shows them, hey, I am thinking about like, you and your cards and so i'm gonna let you know i'm being considerate of respecting you and your your, stuff your property yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) so even if you're not like obviously you're not gonna mess it up but yeah yeah and into that vein like don't hesitate not only to ask hey can i see that but ask them what it does oh yeah you're not sure or you don't remember or you've never seen that card because commander and we frequently don't see cards the cool thing about commander is there's weird cards that people dig out from you know like eighth edition that if you're Mm -hmm. a newer player you have no idea what this old card does and I, I can't, I can't, like, the number of times that I, when I was first starting playing Commander, where I would just be like, oh, okay, and, like, not know what a card does, yep. has just came like, back yeah, sure. to bite me. So like, fun. I was like, and then, like, when they're going off with that card that I probably could have removed, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I should have cool. read it. That was a cool. combo piece. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And I didn't even ask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think that's something, too, that really does come up more when you're traveling, because I know that in my personal play group, I do kind of know my friends' decks. Like, mm-hmm. even friends who have, like, you know, 9, 12 decks, when you play, like, every Friday, you, you kind of know, oh, this is the Torbrand deck. This is what this card does. This is the Red Prison piece. This is why this goes. I have to destroy that land. Mm-hmm. But when you play against either somebody else's completely different Torbrand build or a completely different deck Anything. that doesn't even have run it at all. So... I think one of the things, too, is it's even harder when you're traveling, when you're in a new group, because you don't want to seem like you don't know what you're doing. Yep. You don't want to yeah. put yourself out and become vulnerable of saying, like, 
I don't know what that card does. They're like, yeah. well, why not? It's a commander staple. It's like, yeah, not in my play group. I've never used it. Let me <laughs> see it. Like, I need to know what this does. That's part of the board state. And it's okay, especially in commander, because there's four people playing. Yeah. And things can get crazy. Like, it's a lot to try to remember maybe everything that's going on in your board state. My Metro Enchantress <laughs> deck, I'm sorry. I tell people, just keep going without me. Like, I got to finish this. Oh, goodness. It's it's ridiculous. But there's so many different things I need to pay attention to. It's easy for me to forget, oh, by the way, this is out on someone else's board. So don't hesitate to ask. And, you know, just put yourself out there and be like, I'm sorry, I totally don't remember what this card does. You can always play it that you forgot. Of course, I know what it is. It's just, <laughs> oh, right, it's that one. You don't... Don't be afraid to be vulnerable and ask the yeah. question. Yeah, and like honestly, like I've I've been to a lot of Magic Fest and Command Fest and sat down from a lot of people with Commander, and most of the time, if you're like, oh, okay, like I get what this card does, but I don't understand, like what's the point of it in your deck, or like what does this card do? Most people are really happy to explain like how this piece works in their deck because they built the deck and they're yeah. excited about it and they want to play it. So you get to like see them be excited explaining their deck. So don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, never be afraid to ask. I think one other really important part that we can kind of round off this chunk is you don't have to play with any one play group ever again if it doesn't work out. Yeah. You don't have to sit down with the first group of like people that you see, you play one game, and if it was not the most fun that you've ever had, you can not help. everybody should or has to be best friends. Yes. Some people's personalities are just going to rub up against each other the wrong way. Or if you accidentally sit down with a group that wants to be a little spikier, if it went a little bit too fast for you and they were playing a little bit too competitively, that's fine. That's nobody's fault. Yeah. That just means that you should go and find another group of people. Hey, guys. Great game. Thank you for having me. I'm going to go check out some other pods. Yep. Perfect. Bam. Easy peasy. Done. Yep. Thanks for the game. See y'all. See you around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you're at an LGS, the groups might be, it might, you know, you might have a few less options if you're at a local game store. Always feel free to go up to the game store employees and ask them. She'd be like, hey, I noticed that a lot of people are playing really competitive commander around here. Do you know if there's a group that plays a little more casually? And they might not know, but it never hurts to ask. Oh, yeah. Especially like LGS employees, honestly, I don't think I've ever met one that like didn't want to help you. They're, I mean, one, they're, they should be paid to be there at least, but, um, and they're generally, they want people to have a good experience because they want you to come back to the store. They yeah, want right. you to spend yeah. money and be there. Uh, so, you know, it's, it never hurts to ask or even say like, Hey, is, is this a competitive event? Is there another one, another day? Mm, is there yeah. just open play another day? And then obviously if you're use it, if you're, um, making use of an LGS's employees and you're asking them questions and you're kind of picking their brain, make sure to buy something. Um, some dice or something. Yeah, some yeah. dice. I love having souvenir dice from all the, speaking of traveling, I love having random souvenirs from everywhere that I go. Um, but just kind of making sure that, you know, if you're talking to an employee and they're helping you for 20 minutes, like buy some dice, buy some, buy a snack or anything. Or if the event is, has a paid entry, then at least, you know, obviously you're already paying for that. But if it's, it's some places just have free DH play where you just like yeah. kind of sit down at a table. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Another thing. Don't go crazy on politics with a brand new table <laughs> yeah. where you don't know the dynamic and you are maybe a completely new variant to yeah. it. If, <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're a new person, like politics is about trust maybe in a way. Maybe game too. Yeah, like you, <laughs> yeah. you want to build trust. You don't want to like go on out and like be this like sneaky edge lord that's like... <laughs> 
hey, let's let's team up against these two. I mean, it could like, be I fun and it might work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of the time, I'm like, if someone tries to plug me, I'm just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, I mean, just, I just want to play my deck out and see where it takes me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you are not the new person in a group and you have a new person who's going crazy with the politics, I know Josh has talked about this like in depth, but like it's pretty easy to say like or throw it back at them and be like, no, I'm, I want to see how this goes, or mm-hmm. um, you know, you really you got to do what you got to do. At the end of the day, that's the great way to help guide them without, like, shutting them down. (laughs) Yeah, the biggest thing about the whole courteous thing is that, like, just roll with the game, right? I mean, (laughs) just roll with it. Be nice. Not everything's going to go perfectly. Uh, Who doesn't make misplays? I've never made a misplay in my whole life. Uh Uh-huh, sure. You've never told a lie either. Nope. So there's a lot of things that are going on. So just be willing to see where it takes you and maybe you get a new play group yeah. person out of it. Maybe you find a new group out of it and then you guys can start politicking and you can be more aggressive and yeah. poking fun at each other's mistakes and misplays and pointing them out and have a good time and have a rapport established that means you get to be friendly about it and have an enjoyable experience. Yeah. So next up, we should really be prepared when we show up at these games. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am like the least prepared person. It's so bad. No, I will fight you. I'm it. the worst because I show up with decks that are supposed to make tokens, and I distinctly will leave my tokens in the I hotel room or they're in a different bag. I am the oh. worst. So I'll roll up and I'll be playing taste, my taste deck that has tons of you know yeah. uh, different um, tokens that come out, like spirits and everything. And I'll end up having to put a quarter on the table and like a D20 underneath it and be like, no, it's this many tutu flying spirits. And then this one's actually, don't be like me. Don't do that. That's not <laughs> nice. It's, it's not oh. helpful. Try to remember to bring the tokens you need. A lot of the bigger events, you can purchase tokens yes. there if the worst comes the down to it. The artists have amazing tokens. The artists have amazing things. Um, so don't forget tokens, dice, play mat if you want, but not necessary. Um, yeah, just make sure that you have everything you need for your board state to be clear to everyone else and be able to play the game efficiently. Yeah, I think I that again, I, I never bring my I try to bring my tokens. You really try. And especially when you're traveling to an event, like yeah. you, you like throw stuff in your suitcase and you can only fit so much. It's like Tetris in there with <laughs> cosplays. Uh, so tokens get forgotten sometimes mm-hmm. um, and a way to keep track of life. Life linker. Life linker. But bring a battery as well to charge your phone if yeah. you're the one volunteering because, yes. yes. A um. charger, cable, and a battery pack is. Also, if you do realize that you've forgotten your tokens or dice or anything like that, mention that at the beginning before you start the game <laughs> and be like, hey, just want you guys to know I cannot find my dice bag anywhere. Does anybody have a couple extra? I do need them for some of these things. At least smooth that out. Yeah. So everyone's under these same expectations of, oh, yeah. OK, so those dice are actually spirits and these ones are tree folk. And this, yeah. Oh, yeah. Being prepared also doesn't necessarily limit yourself to just the things that you need to play a game. Uh, if you're going to be anywhere for a long period of time, you're going to be a happier person if you're just more comfortable. So, um, snacks. <laughs> Nobody likes the hangry friend. No. Um, having been the hangry friend before. <laughs> I'm, uh, or the, even I'm the snack-bearing I kind of so I, I kind of wilt. Like, I just, I, I don't get hangry. I just kind of, like, you drop a couple decibels, actually. I, I, yeah, happens, I, I, I fall over quiet. a little bit. So, yeah. uh, you know, things like that. Having things like, you know, water, definitely. If you're going to be talking to people, you definitely want to be able to drink something. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a little bit different if you're in an LGS versus like a Magic Fest or something like that. Right. But convention lighting can be horrible for, um, for your eyes. It can really hurt like in... Uh, they, they honestly trigger, I feel like, 
I've noticed that I frequently get more migraines out of Vince. So yep. I, I have to make sure I have like ibuprofen or some type mm-hmm. of medicine. The noise like, doesn't help either. No, it no, does not. Oh, <laughs> no, that's right. That's yeah. true. It's it constantly really loud at those, isn't it? <laughs> And then this is maybe the little plug we should make where if you're going ever out to meet people to like a crowded public event, make sure to take care of your personal hygiene. So make sure that, you know, you are presented as somebody that you would want to sit down and play a game with. Right. And don't forget hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer oh, yes. and wash your hands. Also, because those land stations are where everybody's oh, touching know. things. Everyone is touching the lands at land stations. That's why you should really bring hand sanitizer because, yeah. oh my goodness, you do not know what just happened there beforehand. Yeah. And one of the tricks I've actually learned from going to events is fist bumping. Um, if someone fist bump you, it's not like they don't want to shake hands. Well, they don't want to shake hands, but not in a mean way. It's, yeah, I don't yeah. want to get sick. Like, we travel a lot. We it's can't a lot afford less... to get sick. Yep. Elbows, too. <laughs> yeah, elbows, too. Um, like, I voice acting. I cannot, I will be out of work if I am sick because I cannot use my voice. Right. So, it's, fist bumps are great. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So, just think about stuff that you could, all the, conting- not all the contingencies, because that's a lot of contingencies. It's a but lot. But think about... Things that could happen at a con that would suck. A headache, being mm. hungry, being thirsty, and not being able to get up or have the ability to go find snacks because you're in the middle of a game. Have something there with you. Like yep. Try to oh, be yeah. mindful of that going in and, and be ready for that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's a few things that can make being prepared like a little bit easier, like having the right equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Ultra Pro has some really cool stuff that you can carry your cards in. Um, part of being successful is setting yourself up to succeed and as much as i'm like the least organized person in the world um i try i'm trying to get better (laughs) every day that's that's the important part um things like you know having a nice way to carry your cards that helps both on site at an lgs or at an event but also when you're traveling to somewhere the Mm -hmm. last thing you want to do is lose your cards or have them get damaged i know all right, so now we're going to have the big the big talk that we are seasoned veterans. Mm-hmm. Yup. Traveling with decks. Traveling with commander. Oh, Traveling man. with magic cards. <laughs> In general. If you are fortunate slash unfortunate enough to have to go through an airport, you already know the TSA will probably flag you for carrying big giant stacks of 100 cards that they can't see through and it, they're gonna want to look it at it. It looks like a giant black box through mm. their little monitor, huh? so I don't blame them, but it does happen if you yeah. are doing carry-on. Um, so, you know, be prepared for that if you're going. I Every single time I take my deck boxes out, I know people are like, oh, I never have to, and that's awesome, but every time so I have taken them out of my backpack and they still flag it in the bin and yeah. want to look at them, so it's like I, it's gonna happen anyway, so yeah. I just get them out. Yeah, and you can't always guarantee this but generally the more organized it is when they look at it the first time mm-hmm. the nicer they will treat it and again you can't uh, you can't guarantee this but generally the nicer you treat your crap the nicer they're going to assume it is yeah yeah and one thing that helps too is like as you're putting it if you are again traveling via air if you're putting it on the belts or anything tell the person who's scanning hey excuse me there's some card decks in here Give them the heads up that that's what it is. Yep. So they don't just open it. Oh, I've never it. thought of that. They don't just open it. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the worst. So if you tell them ahead of time, like, hey, there's cards in here. That's what that is. You might actually save yourself some time and some stress later on when it's, they're trying to open a box. They're right. holding it upside down and just about to open it. It's Ooh, just like, hey, hey, hey. No. They're loose in there. Can it actually flips they, over. <laughs> they do often call out. They're like, whose purple bag is this? And you can say, it's mine. It has cards in it. Please be careful with that. Yeah. I love that Sydney yelled here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> You're telling the TSA agents. It's okay. <laughs> it's called We found Brooklyn. you, okay? Exactly. <laughs> um, and I mean, and exactly. Like, we're talking about this as a carry-on situation. Sure. I personally always carry on my I magic cards. I do, I do not want to lose them. I do not want my bag loss. And if that happens, I don't want my important things in it, period. That's just the way it's always been. We don't been. really need to talk about how expensive magic cards are. Magic <laughs> we do not can be... Commander decks especially, y'all know. Because <laughs> yes. you bought your singles at cardkingdom.com where you are, and you know exactly how much you spent to make your deck beautiful and make it yours. Oh, yeah. And you do not want that money disappearing when the, the checked baggage just disappears into the away. aether. So. Yeah, don't want yeah. that. Don't want that. Um, also, another fun thing, if you happen to have your cards with you when you're like in the terminal, uh, especially on your way to and from large magic events, you airport can usually commander. find airport oh commander gosh, yeah. play yeah. <laughs> Nothing like Floormander is yep. my favorite. Floormander or floor uh, in any of like, the cafes or the bars mm-hmm. around too. Sometimes people will have I will those. absolutely play at a terminal on the floor. I've done it many times oh, and I will never stop. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> and on top of that, um, if, you're, if you're playing a new deck like we talked about earlier, you can goldfish. Like, yes. When I've built new decks, like when I built my Una, I like goldfished it the entire flight, like on my little tray table. And I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to expect with this. This is what I'm going to fish out with my Diabolic Tutor. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I learned my deck so that I wouldn't know what to do when I sat it's down. It's fun when you find combos like that. Yeah. That you didn't even realize were there because you're like, oh man, this works perfectly with this. And you have them like set up in two different ways and then you get them together and you're like, wait a minute. Oh. This also <laughs> works. Yay. So, All right. Shall we? Are we? Oh. That might have been the best one. I think that, I think was, that the was the best really one. I even remembered my left hand and not to knock the mic stand away. So. so for traveling, you have to put the duck boxes in something. Right. Yeah. Like they got they got to go somewhere. You're not going to carry 10 duck boxes in your hand. Uh, there's a lot of ways to do that. Why can't I hold all these jumps? Yeah. <laughs> Just like, excuse jump. me. I'm coming through. <laughs> Don't do that. What You'll am definitely I going to do with all these yeah. boxes? <laughs> Uh, I know you both have run the like little tool cases, toolkits. Uh, yeah, those, yes. The, the transparent part, if you have something with a window on it, that actually really helps because then the does. TSA doesn't have to look by opening. They see it right there. Yeah. And that makes it way more helpful. Again, they still might open it, but yeah. I actually, you at least can negate most of that uh, yeah. because they see exactly <laughs> what it is inside there. Exactly. And I actually found, like, there's so many different ways you can do it. I, I normally use a backpack uh, and throw them all in there. That's hard on your back, but it's... It worked, but I didn't really like it because it was like, I it was just a mess. I was constantly like digging through all my other stuff in my backpack to get it the deck boxes out. So I actually yeah. found this drone bag. Which it is so cool. Oh. It's so neat. <laughs> it's super awesome. It's this bag. for drones, but it's modular, and you can um, so you can fix the different compartments however you want to build them. And I I have a video where I go through it, and it, it holds up to twenty decks. Plus three play mats and, and a laptop. Tokens, you had yeah. sleeves in there. There's still room for a laptop. Like it, there's, there's no room for snacks and ibuprofen. And it was laptop. like thirty bucks. Yeah, like, it was really super cool. <laughs> op- super yeah. budget option and holds everything you need. You can definitely make a compartment for snacks. Oh yeah, we know how important snacks are. I'm probably gonna have, like I could easily make that to where I could put like my day clothes in that as well because I'm not gonna carry twenty decks with me. I'm sorry, like I don't <laughs> Wait, need twenty commander yeah, decks. So, yeah, <laughs> why not? Oh gosh, that's Don't a lot. Don't look at me like that. Okay, just because you can deadlift us doesn't mean <laughs> <laughs> that you need to carry twenty commander decks on you. You can. You can. You can. I do I'm not. <laughs> I do recommend that you kind of have to have the discussion with all of your decks. You have to leave some of your children at home. Okay, hey guys, you're staying home this it's, trip. It's not personal. So if you have, if you have, like, to, it's just we we were at the last one and everyone was really sad. If I have to, I love my Nymphmizit deck more than you. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> but if you have to have that choice, think of consider maybe bringing like I'll bring my nine or eight power good deck. I'll bring my doofy. All I have to do is turn dinosaur sideways deck. I'll bring like one weird combo deck, and I'll bring my Liliana with twenty eight lands. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. The odds are always against her, and it's her own fault. <laughs> you you have a that's deck why to cover everything. Thank you. That's it why. truly is thematic. It truly <laughs> is thematic. I knew exactly what I was doing when I built that deck. It works every time, 60% of the time. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> um, And then, also one of the things that I've never done, but I like literally, like at the last event I was at, I just saw that someone did this and I was like, that is genius. It was at Magic Fest Austin, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you People put their names on their deck boxes. So that if they're lost, like you label them so that if people, you lose them. You would hopefully. be surprised the decks that commander players will just leave on a countertop. Well, because you don't even realize it. You're just yeah. packing all your stuff. You yeah. grab everything but. Your legacy deck. Put your name on it. There's a lost and found. And you know what? You'd be people surprised are if people really, return. People are really nice and actually do put things back because yeah. they get it. Every they day understand. on Twitter or Reddit, you hear stories about people getting like their legacy lands decks returns to return to them and stuff, and it warms your heart. Yes, uh, but also it's terrible. It also gives so you a minor panic stuff. attack on the inside. Yeah, that label it, it. Say if lost, contact blah. Put a phone number on it. Put the you know your burner email, but that you still get yeah, the, the stuff Twitter in your handle, inbox. Something, something. yeah, yeah. so sure. that they can find it. What do you guys do on, on sleeving? Do you guys double sleeve or no? Yeah, I saw on here someone's like, you should double sleeve everything. And I'm like, who double sleeves? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <She> <laughs> my can't goodness. I can't, I cannot hold a double sleeve deck, You're t- a commander I, deck. Okay, listen, I can't hold a commander deck either, but <laughs> that doesn't stop me. Like, especially if I'm going to yeet it onto the ground, it better be double sleeve. Oh my True. gosh. That's a good point. So, so if you want and you're worried about that, double sleeve it. I, I recommend it. Okay. I mean, I. I guess this is actually a good sub segue. If you have beverages or food that don't that don't close completely, don't put them on the table. Don't put them on the table. <laughs> I have a travel mug that I can trust. It dumps water out. Oh right God, that would be so I know. You'll notice I snapped it first. But I am I'm okay putting this on a table because I would put this over my most expensive deck, okay. and I'm fine. I'm nervous with her just doing this right here. <laughs> But I still put it on the ground, yeah, closed, because I don't want to pay for anybody else's stuff. I don't know how they sle- sleeved it. I don't know what it costs. Be mindful of that. <laughs> Same with the artist tables. Don't hold coffee Ooh, over oh artist tables. Gosh. Don't sit down drinks on artist tables. That's a little sideways, but it's very important. Yes. yes. Re- um, respect other people's space. At Magic Fest Austin, I was walking by the old school Magic um, vendor booth. My heart's already beating I too know. fast. And there was like a thing lifted up. You could see where someone spilled their coffee. And I was just like, <gasps> oh, no. Anyway, you don't want that on you. So yeah. remember to set food down. Bring a thing of an empty thing of Tupperware if you think you're going to eat. And put your food in there and then close it up. <laughs> Don't have it near the cards. Don't grease print on someone else's things or your own. Just like be really mindful that God, it's drink. like Olivia's personal horror story. I know. I'm just I'm like, over there. You can hear my voice shift when I'm talking about it. Okay. Be really careful with other people's stuff and try to remember that when you sit down to play and you're hungry or yes. thirsty. And speaking of when you sit down to play. <laughs> where are we playing? Yeah. yeah. How, how do you find where to play, especially when you're at events? Okay, we get it. If you go to an LGS, it's probably going to be a little easier to find out where to play. For but sure. Let's, let's say you're going to your first Magic Fest or Command Fest. Um, a lot of people think that 
the only thing reason to be at a magic fest is if you're playing in the main event and that's honestly not the case patently untrue it immediately the main to event be, yeah like the side events that, and like command zone magic? is where it's at <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's true i'm really grateful for the command zones now um that we get a dedicated space that's for sure but it's not the only place you can play command right no especially at those so you can pick up games around the area you can find people outside in like the cafeterias yep definitely yeah and if you're not at a magic fest, um, there's actually a, there's been a really large uptick in like gastro pubs and restaurants and cafes with a gaming focus since a lot of I mean, we have partially just to thank like the fact that it's, you know, we, we kind of live in the age of nerd chic. Like, you know, there's a Marvel movie in a theater every other day and everyone's yeah. into nerdy <laughs> stuff and magic's gotten really popular. It's the year of Commander 2020. Heck yeah, I know. Every year's the year of kind of Well, for you, yes. But for everyone else, and according to Watsi. So there's <laughs> tons of places where you can go and, you know, obviously, you know, obviously tip your waiters and waitresses and, you know, pay for your food and your stuff. But there's plenty of really cool places. I mean, my hometown has quite a few. And they're usually okay uh, with you. You know, that's the purpose of the restaurant is like you can, they have board games on the wall. Generally, if someplace has board games on the wall, they'll probably be okay with you playing Magic. Um, you know, obviously like bars, restaurants, all sorts of cool places like that. Anywhere with a table that's big enough and as long as you're like paying for the space. Right. Yep. Get some appetizers, get a drink. Whatever. Precisely. Yeah. Yep. Easy. Uh-huh. And then again, if you're ever in, if you're ever in a weird city, random place whether it's for you know school or for work or whatever i always travel with like one magic deck on me um you know check out your local the local magic scene there uh it's a great way to figure out you're like well i'm stuck here for four days what am i gonna do uh, maybe i'll find commander to play i pre-released uh rivals of ixalan in belgium when i was living there hello and it was neat because thankfully at least most of my opponents spoke some english sure. <laughs> we, did get en- we got english speaking we, we, we got english cards but okay. they also had french ones available oh, sure. i was cool. like Okay, either way, I'll be okay there. But I went and pre-released, uh, yeah, Rivals, I think. Sure. At, uh, local at an LGS in Antwerp and actually ended up making a couple friends out of it. We went took trips like around places because I, I was brand new there. I didn't know anything yeah, about living in Antwerp. Ask about places to eat then. Yeah. I, so much. I was, and it was great. I just showed up hoping for the best, got two new friends out of it. And it was awesome. It was amazing yeah. and completely out there because, again, it's in Dutch. I don't know what's happening. And <laughs> I just rolled up and I was like, yeah, but we, I know the pictures on the cards. We're going to be fine. We're great. Everything's We're great. We're yeah. sure. Yeah, amazing. I was, I was recently in Montreal and the first thing I did was I hit up, um, I hit up Twitter and I just like, was like, hey, magic Twitter. Where do I go in Montreal for some games? Otherwise, like Facebook's a pretty good option. There's a lot of like local Facebook oh, groups yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, generally, people, I mean, generally in LGS is gonna you're gonna be able to Google search it up and just, right. You know, and I think Reddit as well. You, there's a couple threads. Check the date, of course, of when it was posted. But you can also people are asking the same questions, uh, and then you can call the store and ask what like their commander scene is there to make sure like it's not just like yep. straight up right. modern. And if there's any podcasts that you listen to, if they have like Discord communities or any kind of groups. You can always ask on there. Hey, I'm oh, yeah. new to said area. Is anybody else from around here? Obviously, we have one thing. Well, two things in common. We play Commander and we listen to this podcast or, you know, watch right. this community or whatever. And you can take it from there and find out suggestions of where to play, how to play, who to play with, maybe. Because why not? Now that there's more people in their area, get a game in. Yeah. It's a great thing to do. And, uh, you know, that's what magic is. It's a game. It's a way to meet people. It's a way to it's fill the, some time. It's the gathering. It's the gathering. It's the gathering. <laughs> okay. To the listeners... 
Do you have any tips for playing with different players? Any fun epic stories that happened because it was a new playgroup? Let us know in the comments below. We want to hear your commander stories. We want to hear what it was like playing commander for the first time with maybe the pod you've been playing with the longest. Yeah, Just, how did you meet your current? Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. And now. Yeah, I was like, should we do it? Okay. <laughs> no, it went there. Oh, oh no, you got to redo it now. <laughs> We got there. Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> All right. First try. <laughs> Never didn't have it. <laughs> and so maybe maybe you are going to a Magic Fest for the first time, or maybe you are traveling for the first time. Before you do, make sure to hit up cardkingdom.com slash command zones to buy the things you need for your deck. Those tokens. Super fast shipping. Those uh, those dice. They have those super sweet ultra pro satin towers too, don't they? Yeah, it's really they good do. They have a lot of yeah. satin towers. Uh, so yeah, hit up cardkingdom.com slash command zone to get all of that stuff. And again, like she said, satin towers, ultra pro. Big thanks to ultra pro um, for sponsoring this show as well as just making so many really cool products for us to use. The satin towers are amazing. Mm -hmm. um, they also have like these cool alcoves that are really, really nice. Uh, I love their eclipse leaves. And those new play mats too. Yeah, the new play mats. So nice. So they're head, they, so turns out play mats so weigh pretty. a lot if you have a lot of them. Like traveling to they a sure do, play mats. Oh uh -huh. my gosh. Yeah, yeah they sure do. Um, okay, so let's go on and move to the instep. Uh, usually at this point of the show, we talk about something outside the world of magic, and usually we have a friend do it. And I've I'm done a it friend. before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're up, Tappy. Um, so in my real life non-magic stuff, I am a food scientist, which means that I'm a huge nerd, but I'm also a huge nerd who eats uh, extremely well. <laughs> uh, I've been... Uh, privileged enough to uh, kind of have grown up like just inundated in a food culture. I had a lot of uh, food service jobs and stuff both through college and kind of around college. And my favorite thing about traveling is going and finding new restaurants that are kind of, especially if you're in if you're in a foreign country or a part of, you know, the, obviously the U.S. is pretty big and there's plenty of other large countries around. If you're in a place that has any kind of specialty or something a little bit out of your comfort zone, um, I highly recommend that you experience a new place through food. One, you're going to have to do it anyway. Everybody's got to eat. And also, it's such an intrinsic way of, of the human experience. Everyone eats. Everyone has kind of this, this thing that they all come together around. And so much, of, so much of culture is based around food, too. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> uh, but highly recommend that if you're ever in a new place, you, uh, you know, check out, again, Magic Twitter is a great place. Mm -hmm. Magic players love food. There are many foodies on there. Yeah. yeah. Magic Twitter is a great place to ask. When I was in Montreal, the first thing I did, before I even asked where an LGS was, I was like, hey, Magic Twitter, where do I eat? <laughs> um, and of course, you have you know some of the big names of, of Magic Food Twitter, like Sheldon Mennery. Huge oh, foodie. BDM. BDM huge foodie. Uh, Josh. Josh. Josh also. Up, yeah. how, Gavin, could I, how could I forget? <laughs> um so, yeah, obviously, huge, huge important thing to me. And, it, you know, if you have any, even if you have, even if you're a little bit of a picky eater, even if you have, especially if you have any kind of food allergies or any kind of uh, religious restrictions on your diet, there are so many options to places that aren't just chains. Yeah. Um, and it's nine times out of ten, you're going to have such a great experience trying something new. Like, so... 
I, I would just say that the next time you're traveling, in addition to, you know, maybe finding a new magic group and maybe they can tell you where to go. Maybe they have a favorite haunt to go. Um, like, even if it's just a local bar versus the Applebee's that's next door to it. I would say go check out the new place. You're going to have a better experience. It's probably cheaper. And you're going to have something to do. And everybody loves food pictures on social media, too. Oh, yeah. So get where, them clicks. Where did you end up going to Montreal? I went to uh, I went to this place called Pied de Cochon, which is pig feet. And I ate everything that had duck on it on the menu. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, duck at, is... At a pig place? Uh, teasing. I'm teasing. Well, yeah. <laughs> but Definitely. oh my oh my god it was so good to be fair i guess i also had a lot of foie gras too but that's not duck that's goose but anyway super super good um and again there's things all around price points too and you know the average google search will co- probably get you there so i highly recommend it go eat good food make awesome memories while you travel and play yeah. commander yep yes. play commander <laughs> eat food have a good time yeah eight drops <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to give a shout out to our editing team, which is grown exponentially. Um, Good, because they're going to have a job on the I know. Show. I know. <laughs> this is a whole thing. Uh, big shout out to Craig Blanchett, myself, Ashlyn Rose. Hey, hey Ashlyn Rose, yeah! Hey. Uh, Lady Danger, who has made these amazing lower thirds and the graphics you're seeing right now that so- show all of our socials. Alfred Estaca, uh, special thanks oh, to Josh Murphy and Jake Boss, who kill it every time on game nights and Sam Waldo as well for all the amazing animations on that. And a special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the living card animations that you see all around us all the time. Uh, you really bring a special part to this show and really make it live. So thank you. All right. I think that's it. I think that's it. Peace. Peace. For your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.